Welcome to Alex's Depression Tips. My name is Alex and today I'm going to answer the question, will depression affect my career? Well, in an ideal world, staff mental health would be talked about as openly as an injury. And you would be forgiven for thinking that mental health issues are willingly accommodated within the workplace. But sadly, they're not. Not yet. And there are still plenty of stigmas surrounding depression. I was talking to Jenny, a 37-year-old program director. And on the outside, it looked like she had everything going for her. She was in a stable relationship. She'd worked hard to get to the job of her dreams, had great friends and good physical health, but suffered failing mental health. Six months into her job, Jen began to display the common symptoms of major depressive disorder and went to see her doctor. She'd lost motivation, felt extremely tired, but couldn't sleep, felt guilty all the time, sunk into a dark depressive mood and lost her positive outlook on life to the point where she was questioning her insanity. She began taking antidepressants, which offered some relief from the black mood, but her anxiety increased as her work drive began to falter. She told me, some days it was almost impossible to go to work. I drag myself in and paint a smile on my face, even though my eyes looked dead. And on the days I couldn't drag myself out of bed, I took a sick day. Jen never explained to her employer that her sick day was because she suffered from depression, in spite of her doctor advising her to do so by saying, depression is a medical condition, just like diabetes. Although Jen agreed with him, she never told her company that she had depression, even though she would have told them she had diabetes. And she said, I didn't want my colleagues looking at me with sympathy or questioning that what I said might be influenced by, by my depression. And Jen's concerns were valid. Although the acceptance of mental health issues in the workplace is getting better, there is still a lot of hesitation around people revealing their depression for fear of being seen as weak, being sidelined by colleagues or worrying about losing their job. There are high figures for lost workdays due to depression, a lot more than you think. For instance, last year, Britons took 137 million sick days and 11.5% of people stated that they were suffering from depression, anxiety or stress. However, the figure is likely to be much higher as many people won't admit, like Jen, to depression being the reason for their sick day and will often give another reason for taking time off. But then there's the question, how much of the depression is caused by work? And this is another worrying trend with the figures for lost work days because it's very high due to work-related illness. And when we look at some stats from the UK's Government Health and Safety Executive, there were 12.5 million people taking days off due to stress, depression or anxiety caused by the workplace. That's a whopping 40% of lost workdays due to mental health issues. The UK's Chartered Institute of Personal Development reported that 44% of their employers have seen an increase in reported mental health problems from one year to the next, and the figures just keep growing. 
and the law has had to change to accommodate those people who are suffering whilst at work. So let's look at the legal rights. What legal rights do you have if you disclose your depression? Well, it's still not clear-cut. It's ambiguous when it comes to identifying what rights you have as an employee with depression. This is my interpretation as to where the law stands, but it's not meant as a definitive guide. In the UK and the US, employees are protected by disability law. This means that employers can't treat a disabled employee less favourably because of their disability, their symptoms, or any other reason relating to their disability. In addition, employers must ensure that their disabled staff are not disadvantaged by their non-disabled colleagues by implementing reasonable adjustments to the workplace. With depression, the problem arises when identifying whether or not it is in fact a disability. All I can say is, for those people like me who've suffered depression, we know without a doubt it is disabling. But it's not clear-cut in the eyes of the law. So should you tell your employer about your depression? Well, I, I suggest you carefully weigh up all the specifics. It's a bit of a gamble. On the one hand, you may want to come clean and explain that your symptoms prevent you from fulfilling your capacity to do a great job. You want to recover. I mean, who doesn't? But often, you need the support of your employer to allow you to have the time off for treatment. On the other hand, you don't want to be stigmatised or put your job at risk. One of the symptoms of depression is shame. And shame is when we feel bad about who we are, as opposed to guilt, which is when we feel bad about something we've done. And dealing with stigmatism can feel shameful, and this can make the depression worse. So, what else should you consider in deciding if you should tell your employers? Well, my advice would be to look at carefully at what you hope to gain. I mean, the question could be asked, would you disclose any other medical issue to your employer? Diabetes, for instance, is common, but it's not something that necessarily needs to be disclosed. What may help with the decision is to look ex at exactly what you'd like from your employer if you were to make them aware of your depression. When I was depressed, I was looking for empathy from my employer, but it's not really appropriate at work and it was in decidedly short supply. In hindsight, what would have worked better was to explain where I was and ask for the time off I needed to get the treatment which was counselling and to reassure them that it was worth them investing in me because I would get the support I needed to be a better employee. It's easily said, but again, shame and low self-worth come into play and we can't always find the courage to speak up. And of course, there are the financial costs of suffering depression at work. You have to consider paying privately for treatment if employers won't cover these expenses. You may have pay deducted for taking time off. You might have to go part-time whilst dealing with depressive symptoms. And it's not uncommon to allow depression to hold us back from fulfilling our career potential. And then there's employers who are reluctant to promote us due to our mental health. 
Of course, these are all assuming our employer isn't supportive, yet there are plenty of good companies who invest in compassionate leadership styles. But it's good to be aware of the possible costs to our career, financially anyway. For me, suffering from depression held me back in ways that were difficult to quantify. For example, I always felt like a fraud if I did well, and I kept thinking I was going to be found out. I also suffered from extreme low self-worth and didn't believe I could really make success of it. Once I started getting help, I needed time off to get the treatment, and that meant missing time at work. But the biggest problem I had was having an emotional breakdown age 31, where I could barely function at all. Couldn't even get out of bed some days. And I had to give up on a great career. I had everything you could ask for if you were an ambitious woman like I was, working for an American company in London. I had everything, but the depression just kept chasing my tail until I broke down and I had to take a long time off for recovery. I was lucky because I was a good saver and I had just enough to keep me and my small son safe with a roof over our heads and some people I know aren't so lucky and if a breakdown happens they have fewer choices. In the biggest scheme of things I was never able to keep a job going enough to make it to the top of the ladder which was my dream so I've made helping others who still suffer my new career path. So, is help for people who are depressed in the workplace getting better? Yes, but we need more change. Although the law is beginning to take shape and help those who've suffered at work, the culture needs to change. For instance, what impact would it have if the chief executive of an organisation were to come out from hiding and own up to having their own mental health issues and being transparent about it, and also share how they're working towards overcoming it. I think the increase in creativity and productivity in that organisation would skyrocket. After all, what would it be like if we worked somewhere that acknowledged we didn't have to be perfect to be good at our jobs? Where we could start the working day off by offloading any issues that we'd brought in with us, maybe in a group setting, knowing we had a supportive team around us. Well, I would just say let's look forward to that workspace because it's coming. And by the way, I'm sorry about my dog. Someone came to the door while I was recording this and she won't stop barking. But she's lovely and she's called Lola. See you in the next podcast.